Hey guys, welcome back to Fiery's Corner. It's your host, Fiery Moon, and I'm back with another episode. This week's episode is titled Reciprocity. And as always, feel free to check out the energy reading via my YouTube channel at Fiery, F-I-E-R-Y, Moon Tarot, um, which is titled, uh, it's actually the New Moon in Aquarius reading um, that's tied to this episode because we are starting, you know, with the New Moon this week. So I just decided to combine the New Moon and the Weekly reading and this new moon reading is titled a new reciprocal connection um as with every episode i just want to you know send a shout out and big thank you to all of my listeners for tuning in and allowing me you know to share with you all so last week we talked about recognition you know of the self and how once you recognize and step into your authentic self A revealing begins to take place with the people, places, and things around you. True colors, intentions, motives, agendas, and falsehoods start coming up and out of, you know, anything that is not true. The best way I can describe it, you know, is like it's almost as if a chemical reaction that takes place within you starts to, you know, manifest outwardly in your experiences and in your reality. The change and shift in your frequency and energy once you are in tune or in alignment or in your authenticity will start to reject and step out of alignment with lower energy and frequencies. It's as if they can no longer be tolerated as you have stepped into an elevated vibration for yourself. You know, initially this can bring some, like it could bring on feelings of alienation and or self-consciousness, feeling out of place or what have you. But, This is what happens, you know, when the ego is no longer being fed and it's actually put in check and being, you know, integrated within your authentic self. Because most of the time, what is being revealed is playing out with those that are closest to us. You know, it could bring on feelings of sadness, grief, and even regret. But I'm here to tell you that, you know, those feelings are valid and very real. It can even feel as immense as, you know, feelings of being betrayed. But this is how we learn. And it is a harsh reality, you know, to swallow and deal with. But when you, you know, you make the decision to choose yourself above all else. Honestly, like it comes with the territory. Love of and knowledge of self is not selfish. It means that you are healthy enough to make sure your needs are met before trying to please or satisfy others. If you've been listening, you know, since last season, I forget which episode it was. Um, 
But, you know, I even talked about in my own experience how I had to learn to take, you know, care of myself after having my daughter. And I know, you know, that to some people it may sound crazy because, you know, people have a tendency to think like you have it all together when you have a baby or you're supposed to have life figured out before you have a baby and I can, you know, I can only speak for myself. For me, it was the opposite. You know, I talked about how after spending, you know, over 10 months hospitalized after birth and being unable to physically care for my daughter, that taught me that even before my own child, I still had to, you know, learn how to take care of me. Because if, you know, if I wasn't at my best and I didn't know how to take care of me, how could I supply her, you know, with the best and take care of her? For some time, you know, I battled with myself, you know, with what was what happened to me, not being able to be there for my daughter, having to, you know, be taken care of myself in the hospital setting, you know, one day, like, I, I really can't even say when it hit me. But, you know, it wasn't until one day that it did. And I understood, you know, exactly what God and the universe was teaching me. You know, initially, I felt conflicted because it felt selfish to you know, take care of me before my child, because this is my child. This is my responsibility. How can I not take care of her? Like, you know, some of us have been taught that, you know, your child comes first and they do, but they come first after you, you know, like I had to, you know, get into that mindset because I really did. I struggled with feeling like I was being selfish, but on the flip side, like I just said, how can I give her something that I'm not giving to myself? And, you know, it was through that experience that I learned that, you know, I can cause her more harm than good if I wasn't taking care of me in order to take care of her. And, you know, still to this day, you know, I remain grateful for that experience even if I didn't, you know, like the way that I had to learn it, you know, here I am and here I stand. And, you know, I can only give that that glory to God for, you know, actually sitting me down and, and you know, showing me that. It took me a long time to get over the way that I was shown that. But I I can sit here and say, like, I'm forever grateful for that experience. Because, you know, going through that experience, learning, you know, how to, like, I literally had to learn how to walk again, being physically incapacitated for almost a year, the first year of my daughter's life, her, the most detrimental time that, you know, a child is supposed to, you know, be with their mother. I wasn't there for my daughter. And it did. It took me a long time to come to terms with that. 
But what I gained in that 10 months was something more mental and spiritual than it was physical. And it was that mental strength and drive and courage that built my spirit up to be able to physically get up, go to physical therapy, learn how to walk again. If there was a point where like the like I was, you know, in a way like addicted to pain medication. Because the pain that I was going through physically was so bad that just to, you know, get up to shower was painful. So I became dependent on those meds to be able to get up and do my own daily routine. But in taking those meds and not being able to physically do for myself was, you know, it kind of like set me back even further from getting to the goal of being there and providing for my child. So I went cold turkey off the pain meds. I endured, you know, that pain to be able to, you know, get to where I am today, literally, to be able to do what I need to do for me, but for her as well. So, you know, just staying in line with, you know, reciprocity and what it means, you know, a lot of the feelings that we feel when we start to see the truth behind the veil of the people and places that we hold close and in high esteem is due to what we have given and invested in them. But it's also, you know, because we, you know, did not receive the same in return. It's as, you know, if an internal checks and balance system or process starts playing out, you know, externally. And we initiate like a, an, an evaluation of assets versus, you know, liabilities. Who adds value? Who do I add value to? Who takes value? Who doesn't give, etc.? So, you know, like I do with every episode, per, you know, the Merriam-Webster, Webster, excuse me, dictionary, reciprocity is defined as the quality or state of being, reciprocal, mutual dependence, action or influence. A mutual exchange of of privileges and reciprocal means shared, felt, or shown by both sides. As a natural giver, my, you know, my giving is never to receive anything back or in return. I give because, you know, it's in my heart to do so. And I treat those how I want it, you know, how I want to be treated. And, you know, it's nothing more or less. And I've learned that that can be looked at as, you know, like naive or weak. And almost, you know, it makes you a magnet for takers if you're unaware. But, you know, speaking for me, you know, that's just who I am. 
and I'm not going to not be who I am because of others. But if, you know, it forced me to establish and enforce boundaries anytime I felt as if the scales were leaning more to one side. In doing so, you know, I noticed it would make those who were trying to take from me or thought they were getting one over on me angry because I would address the imbalance. You know, I, I'm going to bring it to your awareness. I know some people are not, you know, as upfront or honest, but I'm one of those people. Like if I feel like something's off, I'm going to tell you because I'd rather tell you than not say anything at all. Like, I, I'm just not that person. But, you know, I would bring it to their awareness. And, you know, I would even, you know, still be in a giving spirit of allowing, you know, time for correction. But if, you know, the same behavior or things kept continuing, I would then, you know, completely re remove myself. And you you know what happens then like it's almost like imagine you know being on a seesaw and when the weight is evenly distributed it's an easy almost effortless ride an ebb and flow of sorts but when you begin to notice the weight slightly getting lighter on one end you know your end begins to sink down and and you know like being on the seesaw you, you like if you've ever ridden a seesaw, I'm pretty sure we all have. You have to, like, use your legs. Like, it's not like you can get on a seesaw and put your legs up. But that's what it seemed like, you know, people would do with me, you know, metaphorically. So I'm pushing up. You know, I'm using my legs to push you. I think like you should use your legs to push me because it takes two. So what I would do, like I would just, you know, in removing myself, what what's going to happen on the seesaw? It's going to, their side is going to go down because I'm, there's nobody on the other side. And because, you know, I think of it like it's not a, you like, no, if life was a free ride, we'd all be, you know, where we want to be, doing what we want to do. But it's not a free ride. You don't, like, you got, there's, nothing in life is free. Nothing. You got to pump your legs on the seesaw to push me up just like I did to push you up. And, you know, when me removing myself, it kind of, you know, I began noticing how people would look at me as the bad guy, but only because they weren't getting that push up for free anymore. Because they weren't getting their way. But if you ask me, like, that's what Burger King is for. Have it your way at Burger King because it's not, you know, like... But, you know, like, in all, you know, seriousness, that's how, you know, it can play out. And, you know, along my journey, I've had to walk away from both family and friends who meant the world to me. 
who I thought that they were just as invested in me as I was in them. But in honoring myself, my authenticity, I began to notice like who was becoming a liability for me and not an asset. And it hurt. But, you know, people show you who they are. And when they do, believe them. Because some of these, you know, some people are being who they people. You can only be who and what you are. So some of those people were being who they are. Some of the, you know, and that's not my burden to bear. But the people that I've separated from, some people have shown me like, nah, I'm here for you. You are an asset to me. But people that have shown me like, nah, if I'm not, you know, getting this, this and this, you got to go. You're showing me your liability. And like I said, it hurt, but, you know, I got over it and I pushed through. And honestly, you know, I'm better for it. You know, like they say, hindsight is twenty I'm better for it. I understand it. I get it. But I cannot let myself be a detriment at the cost of anybody but me. You're not going to be the cause of my downfall. If I'm going to fall, it's because of it's my, it's me. I did something. So, you know, like when it comes to reciprocity, we have to, you know, begin aligning with the people and places and things that are for us. Because I even said it in the weekly reading, but, you know, a giver can't be with a taker. A taker can't be with a taker, but two givers can be together. And that's, you know, where, you know, I, I, I just feel like that's where we're headed in this time. Anybody that's trying to take from you, pull one over on you, they're being revealed and exposed to you for a reason. Because where you're headed, where you're going, you can't have those types of people around you. You cannot. They will, they will cause your downfall. No matter how big of a heart you have. And if they don't rise up to meet you at your level, they have to get left behind. So normally, you know, in the weekly readings, I pull the empowering questions cards, but I didn't this week. I don't even know why. I I just probably forgot to grab the deck, but I didn't pull the empowering questions, but I'm going to pull them here now as I'm recording, you know, and see what we get. So, you know, I can leave you all with something to ponder on as we move throughout this week because the new moon energy taking place in Aquarius, which is, you know, the 11th house, the house of, you know, associations and friendships and, you know, how you interact with people socially is coming, is here, it's coming up. And, you know, it's like the old way of connecting and association and associating, excuse me, is taking a turn for the new and improved, even exchange and reciprocal energies. And, you know, like I'm here for it because I'm not, I'm a giver. 
like I'm and that's just who I am naturally so and you know the old way that giver taker dynamic is no longer you know sustainable and where we're headed collectively so you know it's time to step into the new and let's see you know what you know what if what it looks like some of you can already you know feel this energy happening for you I'm pretty sure because if not I'm I wouldn't have even been right in this episode but this is what happens like I said when you recognize who you are and own it and accept it and step into your authentic self you you start falling out of line with things that are not authentic no matter what it is people places or things so I did already shuffle the deck but I haven't pulled any cards and just looking at the bottom the question on the bottom of the deck says what kind of advice on life would my old self give to my current self? That's one I'm going to just leave for y'all. I'm not even going to expand on it because that, you know, knowing what you know now, if you knew then what you know now, what advice would you give your current self? But let's, let's see what comes out. Ooh, they popped right out. I believe we may have even had this one already, but it says, what have been the most defining moments that have helped shape my life? What have been those defining moments for you? Was it stepping in and honoring yourself that got you to where you are now? Was it, you know, falling out with certain people, places and things? You know, what have been the most defining moments of your, of you know, the most defining moments that have helped shape your life? Let me see what other empowering questions. What do we need? What empowering question do we need? Listen, (laughs) it makes me feel like everything, you know, things come full circle for a reason. Because the next question that came out says, what kind of advice on life would I give to my younger self? This is crazy. Like, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Give me one more empowering question. And then we're going to go ahead and end this episode because this is crazy. So what kind of advice on life would your old self give to your current self? What have been the most defining moments that have helped shape your life? What kind of advice on life would you give to your younger self? get one more then we have what was I intended to do in this life 
and we're ending off with the bottom of the deck. Where am I going and why? Listen, you don't have to take all. You may just resonate with one. But this last one, these last two, what was I intended to do in this life? What were you intended to do? Is what you're doing right now what you intended to do? Do you feel like you are in your purpose as your highest, most true, authentic self? And where where are you going and why? Why are you going there? Is where you intended to go where you even want to go? With the knowledge that you have now, if you had it then, would that have shaped your life in a different way? It makes me like I'm just, I'm getting like, are you being a follower or a leader? So, that was this week's episode, guys. And I definitely, definitely, definitely hope that, you know, it resonated for you. Um, You know, let's, you know, use, this is, this is why I do it. To talk about the things that, you know, some of us may not want to talk about. Some of us want to act like, you know, Life is, you know, all sunshine and roses to other people. But internally, like, we're all going through something. So I just want to let you know, like, you're not alone. And like I said, in order, I've said it many times, in order for me to sit here to be able to do this and share this with you, I had to go through it myself. So I'm not putting myself on a high horse or a pedestal. I'm here because I understand and I get it too. And I've been there. And like I said, this is a safe space. It's a judgment-free zone. I may get a little too passionate at times, but it's real. And any other real person can respect that. And I love that. So... That's this week's episode. And like I said, I hope, you know, you guys enjoyed it. I hope it definitely resonated for some of you. And I will see you guys on the next reading or episode, reading and episode. (laughs) All right. Later.